Meanwhile, why don't you go over to your hotel room and get refreshed? I'll get right to work on your job, then pick you up tonight, say, about seven, for a real nice meal. Rafe Wallace nodded. Fine by me, but I want to have the right to reject your man if I think he's not the one to do it. Fair enough? Philpot smiled and stood, his pudgy hand outstretched. Not a problem, Rafe. You're going to be more than pleased when I tell you who you're getting. Rafe Wallace enveloped the small hand in his hardened paw, satisfied for the moment. The two men, although both were short and stocky, were opposites in appearance. Rafe was hard as the rocky mind, with a weather-worn face covered by a dark, gray-streaked beard and a sturdy body, sculpted with the heavy muscles of a deep-rock miner. His dark eyes flashed with the fire of a man who knew the trials of life and did not surrender to them. In contrast, Philpott's face was ruddy and his flaccid body was obviously very overweight. His complexion was reddened not by sun and wind, but by drink and easy living. His time behind the polished desk had softened him. His gray hair and beard showed the careful ministrations of a skilled barber, and his hands had seen nothing harder to hold than an ink pen in quite some time. The florid-faced Philpot called for his office clerk. Asa, escort Mr. Wallace to his hotel. There's a room reserved for him already. Rafe, I'll see you about seven. Good enough, Sam. I'll be anxious to hear about your detective that will be working for me. Believe me, my friend, you'll be more than happy at my choice. See you shortly. He watched the old miner leave his office and reached for a pad and pen. Humming softly, he started composing the instructions to be telegraphed to the detective he had chosen for the job. Wish I could go with him, damn it all, he mumbled to himself. But who would run the office while I'm away? Satisfied at his own answer, he swiftly wrote his messages. One to the home office, informing them of the new case and big retainer he had just acquired, and the other to the only man who he believed could find a solution to Wallace's predicament. He scratched at the silver mutton-chop whiskers that framed his rotund face, and decided to get a shave before supper with Wallace. Who knows who he might meet at the restaurant? It was the most exclusive in the city. Philpot smiled at his thoughts. He would awe the rough Wallace with his sophisticated savoir faire and impress him before they left St. Louis on the morning train. He would have to accompany Wallace the fifty miles to Fair Oaks Estate, where his best agent lived. However, he enjoyed his visits there, and it always gave him plenty to boast about with his friends and acquaintances when he got back. Wallace wore the same rumpled suit with the stiff celluloid collar and yellowed white shirt accented by the garish flowered tie that he had worn at Philpott's office. To his credit, he had shaved and maybe even bathed, but Philpott couldn't tell for certain. He, Philpott, was freshly shaven and smelled of lilac water. His silver-gray hair was slicked down, and he had changed his shirt from a supply he kept at his office for just such occasions. Wallace seemed fresher, so maybe he had napped for a few minutes, Philpott decided. The rock miner's gray-streaked hair had been pushed down a little, although it had not faced the application of a comb or brush. 
Philpot hoped the man's country bumpkin appearance would not be held against him if any important acquaintances saw them at the restaurant. Here you are, he beamed at Wallace. Feeling hungry? I could eat a dead polecat, raw and unskinned, Wallace answered. All I've had for three days is sandwiches and warm beer at rest stops along the tracks. Then, my friend, you are in for a culinary treat. Come along with me. Philpot led the way outside to where a rented handsome carriage waited. Twin bays working on feed bags hung from their noses. Philpot climbed into the interior and scooted over for Wallace. To the Queen's own restaurant, Harry. Right away, Mr. Philpot, came the muffled reply from the driver sitting outside and above the two men. The driver snapped the reins and the hansom clattered off on the cobblestone street. Philpot took the opportunity to point out the numerous buildings and landmarks of the Midwestern metropolis that was St. Louis.